step off the train I'm walking down your street again Past your door But you don't live there anymore Yes, since you've been there Boom, boom, boom And now you disappear somewhere Like out of space Boom, boom, boom You found some better place And I miss you Boom, 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 boom Like the deserts miss the rain And I miss you Boom, 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 boom Like the deserts miss the rain Welcome to the Solomon Ray Podcast. I'm your host, Solomon Ray. That's um, Missing by Everything But The Girl. But see, I was singing the Terry Todd remix, which is actually super duper divine. Um, Also, just to give you guys a heads up, if you go to Spotify and type in... Actually, I don't know the name of the podcast. Hold on. I mean the oh it's called the Solomon Ray podcast music. I have all the songs that I sung on this here podcast. Um, so if you want to like, if you're listening to it, and be like, bitch, the lyrics are hitting you hard, bitch, but you don't recognize the song. Girl, just go to the um, the Solomon Ray podcast music playlist on Spotify and listen to it because, bitch, the fucking ter- T- Todd Terry. I said Terry Todd, y'all. Um, girl, the girls was screaming last week when I said Sweeney Todd. <laughs> I swear I didn't. I wasn't trying to mess up that girl's name. Um, it's the Todd Terry Club remix. The Missing. So it's called Missing and it's by everything but the girl. Um, anyways, welcome to the Solomon Ray podcast again. My name is Solomon Ray. I am your host. Um, I want to give a shout out to all the girls who have rated and reviewed this podcast five stars. If you rated it four stars, girl, it's not about you. It's this, this dedication, this blessing, this, um, shout out. It's not for you. It's not. I mean, thank you, I guess, for the four stars. But girl, if it's not, it's five stars or bust, bitch, or go home. So, we have a couple more new reviews. One of them is from Mickey Marco. Says, new favorite podcast. Solomon gives us everything. Wit, intellect. The mo- Wait, I think I've read this. Um, Yes, the show's just one whole something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, shout out to Mickey Marco. Then we also have a new one from Shannon. Shout out. <laughs> shout out to him. Why every time I drive past a memorial on the freeway or something, I say I say to myself, shout out to him. You are so funny. I love you. Thanks for getting us. My friend Angel texted me and he like, I don't know where he goes. Shout out to him. And I was like, oh, yeah, shout out. Who, who are you talking about? Like, shout out to him. He said, bitch, you basically talked about your ex when I was talking about C- I, my friend. His name. Well, girl, I could give his name. Um, his name is Caesar, and he's dead. He used to be my dr- um, drug cartel boyfriend from back in the day. My first one, the one I was telling you about where I went to TJ. And went home with the stripper. And anyways, long story short, I, he, I said in the podcast, like, he died. He did die. He got murked, bitch. Um, allegedly. He got murked. Um, so I was like, oh, you know, he's also dead. Shout out to him. And the girls thought that was so funny. I didn't mean it to be funny. But it was like... I don't know, like, shout out to him. Like, he's up in, like, shout out to him. Like, he's up in heaven, you know? Like, he's dead, but, like, you know, shout, he's dead. Shout out to him. Another thing that was kind of burnt crispy, y'all remember, so my other friend texted me. He's like, 
bitch, not the girls are going through it. I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> Excuse me. And um, a few weeks ago, I was talking about this show called We're Here with Bob the Drag Queen, Shangela, and Eureka O'Hara on HBO, which is fabulous. I really feel like you guys should watch this. This was the first episode during Pride Month. And how dare I say this? It's so disrespectful. Um, but I didn't mean for it to be disrespect or nothing like that. Um, it's just how how my brain be going a million mi um, miles per minute, so I just don't be thinking. But I was talking about how this guy escaped um, Tanzania or Tan Tan Tanzan Tunisia, Tunisia, one of them fucking countries, bitch. And he Muslim and all that, and so it was like, girl, you can't be gay. So if you stay there, you'll get stoned to death. And I was like, oh, the girls is getting stoned to death in fucking Tanzania. And I was like, damn, the girls are really going through it. And that was kind of burnt crispy that I said that, like, wow, the girls is really going through it. Like, that's not really, like, if someone's getting stoned to death, you know what? I'm doing too much. Let me dial back. You know when someone's getting stoned to death, it's not like you be like, it's supposed to be like, damn, the girls is really, their girls are getting, first off, you shouldn't be like, the girls is getting stoned. Like, bitch, what the fuck? Like, people, the, I should have said, Gay um, gay men in that country are being stoned to death. How horrific. Um, rest in peace, moment of silence. I don't know. Why my stupid ass was like, the girls is getting stoned to death. Damn, wow. The girls is really going through it. Like, <laughs> damn. Like, what the fuck? So... I don't really be trying to make... I'm I'm never making fun of the girls. I mean, the people who die in, like, death or nothing like that. But it's just the way I be talking. If people who know me know me, it, it's not coming from that type of place. It's just, like, that's how I talk. So it's... That's... You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be like, damn, the girls is going through it. Like, wow, that's crazy. Or, you know, shout out to him. Or, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not trying to make, you know, light of the girls who... The people who are dying and shit like that. I'm not... Um, so anyway, so we, girl, let me tell you something. We gonna do this, this podcast real quick. Cause Trey coming over in about a half an hour. Well, like an hour, bitch. And I ain't seen trade in this particular trade since March or something like that. Um, so anyways, but he's just pressing me, 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 pressing me down like a button down like on a Friday night, pressing me down, bitch. So I was like, girl, please let me just come on. Just. See what you're talking about. He ain't talking about much in that thing, but anyway, so Trey coming over and I was like, he was like, let me come over on Sunday. I said, wrong. Never. Sunday evenings is dedicated to Game of Thrones. Okay, there's a whole it's a whole lot of things I gotta do on Sunday evenings in in correlation to Game of Thrones. And it's not even Game of Thrones. It's what's it called? Um House of the Dragon. Bitch. So first off, at eight, the show come on at nine p.m., but eight eight p.m. everything need to start winding down. Everything need to start winding down. I need my juice. I need to already have. I need to eat like by seven thirty, whatever. So my I'm not really digesting anything. You know, I just gotta sit back and relax during nine p.m. So it's like eight o'clock. Everything gotta start winding down. Start cranking down the AC, bitch. Get my little snacks ready. Take me a cute little shower because that's it for the night. Take a little shower. Get my little juice. And so I watch Game of Thrones. 
And once it's over, once the episode's over, I'm already shattered into pieces. I'm gagged. I'm like, I'm really fucking wigless, bitch. Like, I'm fucking, you can see three fucking strands of hair, like fucking Homer Simpson. That's how fucking bald I am from Game of Thrones, just snatching my every fucking follicle out of my fucking scalp. So after that's done, then clearly, like any sane person would do, I get on the internet and start Googling the family trees and figuring out who's mama's who and who fucking who and all that other shit. And then I bust out my book and I start flipping through them, like start reading the little fucking book to kind of figure out like, okay, so that was part of the show. That wasn't part of the show or... You know, that's, they left that out. Then I listened to the podcast that they got on Spotify. And that's about like 45 minutes. Then after that's all said and done, when I'm fully drained and out, I might watch the show once again. Because then I have a different perspective. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Trey was trying to come over on Sunday. I said, uh-uh. Now, you know, good and goddamn, well, you know better than that. Sundays ain't for you. That's the only thing I have available. If you want to see the doll, you will make time for the doll. You will flip and flex your schedule according to the doll's schedule. The fuck? You think I'm about to put Game of Thrones on the side on the side for you? <laughs> Great idea, wrong girl. Um, so needless to say, we're gonna do this episode real quick and stuff like that. So, um, what was I saying? Um, where was I? Bitch, this past week, a oh girl, summer's over. Oh, Lord, thank God, summer is over. I'm just, I'm ran ragged. Listen, my friends that don't live in New York were like, bitch, you've been riding around and getting it. And I'm like, you know what? I really fucking have. Because I'm really a girl who would only go out once a month, maybe once every other month. For real. Bitch, I was going out one, two, three times a week, bitch. In these streets. Hard body. So I'm glad it's over. I'm Honestly, I'm really fucking glad. Um, I got invited to spend Labor Day weekend with some with my friends um in Atlanta it was a bunch of us and so I booked my plane ticket a few weeks ago and I was like all right cool I'm gonna go down then literally the week of I said girl I can't do it so I canceled my my flight I said I can't do it I gotta like I can't be out in these streets no more I can't do like I'm I don't know how to describe it to you guys, but I'm ran. I don't even want to be around folks no more. I don't want to see people. I don't want to be in the club. I don't want to do shit, bitch. I want to. I don't want to do shit. I just want to be up in my motherfucking home that I pay good money for. That's really fucking comfortable. Because let me tell you something. I love. So. As someone who's been on every fucking plane you can think of. All the hotels, tra- like traveling for some girl, some of the girls is like, oh, it's going to be so fun. I catch, what is it? I catch flights. I don't catch feelings. It's not for me. I don't like to, tra- I don't enjoy it. And I've spent, I feverishly worked hard to make sure my home is incredibly comfortable. 
incredibly comfortable. $13,000 mattress, bitch. 22 mu thickness silk sheets. Okay. $200 pillowcases. AC on blast. Air filters. Fragrance. Just making sure my home, my humble abode is humble and abode, bitch. It's very comfortable. Because, and I kind of set myself up because it's like, when you got a very comfortable living situation, ain't shit gonna match that. You could be in the most five star. Some they even got a seven star hotel in Dubai, which is late, and it's I've been there. It's not that great, honestly. It's just gaudy and fucking, honestly grotesque if you think about it. It's just like a Middle Eastern like Disneyland. It's and hella expensive. It's stupid. You can be even in even in in Europe some six star hotels. Now. I've stayed in some really gorgeous hotels when I was in Spain. Don't get me wrong with my my boo, Hector. Um, but even then, ain't shit going to be as comfortable as my home. And that's not just because having nice things, but that's for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know when you be out, and let's say you go you out from your home for like a couple days and stuff like this. Tell me this. Tell me this. Do you ever feel like nothing's better than your own toilet? Or am I am I like trip tripping? Because bitch, when I tell you, there's nothing better than your own toilet. Like the boo boo don't even come out the same way on somebody else's toilet or a hotel toilet or God forbid a nasty ass Airbnb toilet, bitch. I like it just don't like the pee don't be peeing, bitch. The boo boo don't fall out right. It's it's different. I don't know how to describe it, but the toilet like. My toilet knows what I'm about to break her in, bitch. Listen, my toilet already knows. She's like, this half are coming over. And you ever get close to, like, I don't think this happens when you're on vacation. But, like, for some reason, when I'm like, oh, let me go use the restroom real quick. It's like the booty hole just start opening up. Like, the the your the bladder starts opening up the flood. It's It's already, like, it's ready. It's getting, we already, it's about to happen. You know? It don't be like that for me on vacation in these hotels and shit like that so needless to say i was like i don't want to go to atlanta i just can't do it no more i'm ran ragged i want to just stay in my home i want to like eat right bitch i'm not trying to drink no more like i done told y'all like i'm trying to do 200 grams of protein a, a day i'm trying to like do right bitch and be you know i'm also trying to get my third business off the ground i have a lot of shit going on with sorry beauty for the holidays I'm rebranding Santo Santo. I have new music coming out. I'm trying to start my second podcast with my best friend. There's a whole gang shit. Bitch, I'm still trying to do the cooking, bitch. I'm still trying to get this fucking cook, cookbook out. I got shit I got to be doing. I ain't got no business being in nobody's motherfucking street. So I'm like, I'm tired. I ain't got no time. So I canceled the flight. Then I was like, you know what? I do want to go. I do like Atlanta. I miss living there. Da, 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 da. Let me let me just go. So I go, and I don't regret it. I had a great time. Um, the vibe was good. It wasn't wild. Like I don't know how to put like the vibe. Um, the f- the hell is y'all doing, girl? What are you doing? Um, the people I went with was cool. Like it was just the vibe was right. You know what I'm saying. So the first night, we go out and we twirl, um, and then I'm I'm definitely off the henny, bitch. I was really off the henny. Let me tell you something. 
So I have mixed feelings about this and I don't really want to go into this at all because it's going to be a 30 minute conversation or rant. But for the longest, people of color and black people do not feel included in the gay community. All right. Rightfully so. I mean, not rightfully so, but like it's a real thing. So, you be going to these places and stuff like that. Bitch, ain't nobody got no... First off, if they ain't got no Hennessy, it's because they don't want black people there. That's it. Let me tell you. There's there's certain things that these clubs be doing to let you know, like... Hold up. I swear to God, if y'all jump off this motherfucking couch one more again, I'm going to put you in, in the dining room. Um, What was I saying? So, there's certain things that these gay clubs will do to kind of not be explicit about not wanting black people and brown people, more specifically black people. That's really the most straightforward way of saying it. They'll be like, oh, no hats or no fitteds. Fucking G-Lounge years ago tried to do that bullshit back in the day and the girls got roasted and toasted. Or either they'd be like, "Um, there's so many DJs who'd be like, they try to play hip hop and then the promoter or like the bar owner or whatever be like, no, turn that shit off. Turn it off now. I was in Miami and after the whole debacle of Miami, we, we went out with the DJ who basically saved my fucking set. And he was like, yeah, I try to play fucking um, hip hop music and the bar owners, every single bar owner for the last 10 years have been like, take that off, turn it off, turn it off. They, they don't want no hip-hop nights. They don't want no Latin nights. None of that shit. So, I mean, I can go on and on and on. But then it's like, also, they be like, they ain't got no Hennessy. You know what I'm saying? They ain't got no Hennessy. They, it, it's just, there's certain things like that where it's like, you know right off the gate, niggas ain't welcome. So, girl, so boom. So, we go to the first spot. I'm already off the Hennessy, bitch. So, I'm trying to sing on the Hennessy throughout the whole evening. So I go to the first bar, they ain't got no fucking Hennessy. I was like, girl, what else? You know, I didn't really expect anything different. Um, but then we, I mean, but it wasn't like it dampened the mood. Like, it was still like a great time. We had a great time. We went to another place. And then I don't remember really how we ended up at the final place. But there was, it was in the hood. And... By this time, it was just only me and two other friends left. I mean, when I tell you, it was like 14 of us. And by the time the last man was standing, like, it was just me and two other people. And um, Saucy Santana Santana was there. Bobby Lights was there. Um, It was like, the vibe was like lit. But there was a time when two people tried to fight me and... I was kind of really dumbfounded, and I started laughing because I was like, first off, I will beat your ass. Let that let let the record let the record stay. Like I will beat your ass. But also, it was everybody in the fucking club was black. I think I was the only light skinned thing, the only non black looking thing in there. Honestly, now that I think about it, there because I was like, damn, ain't nobody else. Everybody black, bitch. Um. So, I don't know what that was all about, but once I was in the patio, and there was like a little one-inch little elevated area, 
And I literally tripped, but not like tripped and fell over and rolled up down the hill like Humpty Dumpty, bitch. I literally just tripped and then tried to get my my balance and accidentally stepped on someone's shoe. Bitch, he tried to, he wanted to fight me so bad. And security came in <laughs> and tried to separate him from me. And I, I pushed security out the way and I got in his face and I was like, I'm letting you know right now. I that was an accident, baby. That was an accident. You saw me trip. It's not like I walked up to you and then just stepped on your sh- your shoe. I it was an accident. I tripped, baby. You gotta calm down. You gotta calm down. And he was like, "You stepped on my shoe." I said, "But you gotta calm down, cause it was an accident. We we do accidents. It's okay. I'm very sorry. If there was something else I could do, I would. But I want you to know this." We could fight. So this conversation is going to end right the fuck now. Bitch, he didn't say shit. He didn't say shit. He left it the fuck alone. Because it's ridiculous. You try to fight me over. It's it's a mistake, baby. It's a fucking mistake. Relax, babe. So, and then the friend I was with came up around my corner. He said, if you fight him, you're going to fight me too. I was like, damn work i like friends like that i love a friend like you know once you get older it's like bitch i know there's this like misconception like when you get older like put all that dumb shit aside but it's also like i love a ride or die bitch and not everybody's ride or die and that's perfectly fine there's perfectly fine i'm not asking i'm not saying for you to be my friend you gotta be a ride or die no bitch i'm good i can stand i'm all 10 toes by myself i'm good i don't need nobody but i do appreciate a bitch who's gonna be like um i'm jumping in so what's up and then later on, somebody else tried to fight me and I like in front of his friend. So girl, the ba- they had two bathrooms in this bitch. One bathroom, you walk into, it's just one toilet, right? A little, you know, like the kind that ain't, you, it's only one person thing. We walk in, I open up the door. It's about 25 people in that bitch. Ain't nobody smoking weed. I didn't see nobody sniffing coke. Everybody was just chilling and talking. I was like, mm. they're like, oh no, we're we're just we're using this. I said, well, that's fine. I love that for you guys, but you, I'm gonna use this toilet. So I walked right right through. They gagged. I peed and I said bye and walked out. Then, when I went back to use the restroom later in the evening, um, at that point. Nobody was able to go into the Occupy restroom with the 25 people. It was just fucking ridiculous. So we in, everybody was in line for this other one, which was the only one in the whole fucking establishment, which was fucking wild. And I don't even remember what the fuck happened, but I was using the restroom, and then it was just a bunch of us in the, ba- the bathroom. And I was peeing, and the guy was like, you need to hurry up. I was like... Okay, I'm gonna let it slide. I'm gonna let it slide. He said, You're taking a long time. So then once he was when I when I was done, he started peeing and I looked dead at him and I was counting down. I said, It seems like you're taking a long time. There ain't no piss coming out you, your penis. You ain't even pissing. Are you shy? What is it, small dick? I roasted the fuck out of that motherfucker and all his friends was like, yo. Like, what the fuck? Like he's really eating you up. And there was like he felt really Wha- wackadoodle don't 
I don't know what, like, I've never understood this. What about me looks like I'm a fucking Costco sample? Don't fucking try me. I'm, I need to, like, just let a lot of things go. But it's like this, I, when I tell you I be minding my own fucking business, I'm peeing. I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm not talking to you. I'm not making eye contact. I ain't, I ain't doing shit. You're just trying to start something. But let me tell you something. I'm the right one. I'm really, I'm not these little punk bitches. I promise you that. Like, go pick on some other light-skinned motherfucker in this club. I'm not it. I promise you, babe. So I was like, girl, boom. So anyways, but needless to say, we had a good time. Then the second night we went out, um, my friends went somewhere. And then I met up with Jonathan. Me and Tish went out. It was me, Jonathan, and Tish. And um, we went to this place. And it was it was banging bitch it was fun the music was good everything was good like you know but you know security so jonathan had his security bobby had his own security like and some other guy had his own security i was like why does security smoking blunts <laughs> why is the security smoking blunts i feel like if you're gonna if you need to react really quickly i feel like you know you need to not be smoking a blunt because one of the guys the night before got punched in, oh, the place I was at, the, the place I was at the following night, the, the night before. Um, he got, he was hosting, I think, and then somebody just punched him in the back of his head or something. And so I'm like, why, if that's the case, why is security smoking blunts? You know what I'm saying? Like, this seems like, like counterproductive. But you know what? Whatever. <clears throat> And it it was fun or whatever. And then we went to another place. And then it was just like, <clears throat> everybody agitated. Everybody was like, we. the final place we went to was this big ass, you know, like when um, like storage, un- not storage units, but like places where they store big ass um, commercial airlines or like planes. It was like this big ass like warehouse type thing. And... This was when I was like, I am done. I am done. I am fucking done. <clears throat> Fights was breaking out left and right. Everybody had a blunt in their hand. I'm just, at this point, I'm so over the blunts. I, my clothes smell like weed, bitch. I'm already, I've been had a contact high. I'm not even drinking Henny no more, bitch. I'm high from the fucking blunts. I'm over it. I'm agitated, like. I'm just wanting to like drink and dance and have a good time. But it was just the vibe was really off. You know, we was in line <clears throat> and um, my friend's a reality star. And I feel like this is very like Atlanta where they love to do this to celebrities. It's so weird. But it was this guy and a girl. And he goes, you can hear him, like, we're not too far. He's like, oh, my God, that's so-and-so from Love and Hip Hop. And she's like, I don't even watch that show. I don't even watch that. I don't even know who you're talking about. And he's like, oh, it's so-and-so from, it's, it's Jonathan from Love and Hip Hop. She was like, am I supposed to know him? I don't watch TV like that. I don't even watch cable. I don't watch this. I don't watch that. Da-da-da-da. I've never seen that show. He was like, you know, um, so-and-so's friend and da-da-da-da-da. I don't really know like that. Like, it just being loud and obnoxious, like, Am I supposed to know him? Am I fucking supposed to, like, 
at this point, our whole group's like, bro, like, relax. It's fine. Jonathan tapped her on the shoulder and was like, "Baby, she was." He was like, "What did she say?" Um, Ma, what's the, mommy? What's the aggression? He, she was like, "You don't have to like the show. I don't even want like watch the show myself." Check the fuck out of her. She didn't say shit. And then we started kind of like roasting her, but she didn't say anything. But the thing is, like, there is something to say. Like my friend was like, "Oh." Tierra Marie was in out and um we was hanging out with her at the in or her section or whatever. And she my friend or she asked my friend if she he wanted a picture and we said no. And it's like, and I was like, yeah, and I bet you I met you, I, I bet that made you feel good. Telling Tierra Marie no. I bet you it made you feel good to tell like to try to son a celebrity. He was like, I wasn't saying it like that. I said, no, but I know what you're trying to do. You think it's like it's people love to in Atlanta, they love to feel like I'm a son a celebrity. I'm a son him. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna put him in their place. Which is so wackadoodle. Because everybody I know are the it's the the sweetest people you'll ever meet. Like there are some people I don't know personally that are definitely have like this diva complex but the ones i associate with are so sweet so nice so humble don't want to be noticed don't want to take up your space aren't trying to cut in front of the line ain't trying to do nothing wild like just being normal nice people so it's like all that weird shit it's so exclusive to fucking atlanta and so that happened weeds being blown in my face i'm over it fights is breaking out and there's only one bar in this whole thing. When I tell you there's 300, maybe 350 people in line at this bar and two bartenders, both of them high off of weed and slow as fucking molasses. I was losing. My, she was over here trying to figure out. I said, this can't be the first time you didn't handle the credit card, baby. This is a credit card. Like. These are, they're not new. This is not like we asking you to do Apple Pay or Face ID, nothing. Like, it's just literally a credit card. You swipe it or you insert it into the chip or you tap it. Those are the three options. So, those are, that's all you got to do. She didn't know how to hold the car. She didn't know where to put the car. I was like, all right, she gonna, she'll figure it out the next one. Every fucking time she went to go ring somebody up, she didn't know what to do. I was like, y'all gotta, y'all can't smoke weed no more. They gotta out, they gotta fucking outlaw. Or make weed illegal once again because motherfuckers is on a three second delay and it's driving me fucking bananas. I can't do it. I said I gotta get out of. I gotta get out of here. I, I'm. I, everything smelled like fried food. Fights was breaking out. Weed was everywhere. Um, people was rude. Everybody was trying to be aggressive and elbow motherfuckers. In the words of my mama, it was real niggerish. It was very niggerish, and I can't do it. I can I can hang, and I can hold my own, but, baby, I can't do it no more at 35 years old. I can't do shit like that no more. I'm, I can't. It's just too much agitation. The girls is too angry, too volatile. It's just fucking wild. And mind you, it's gay black pride. Aren't y'all supposed to be fucking celebrating? Aren't y'all supposed to be happy? You're not happy. Smile. What the fuck? I said, uh-uh. So that was Saturday night. My 
flight left Monday morning. Baby, I woke up Sunday morning. I said, change my flight. Spent the extra $400 to change my flight. Get me off the, the next flight out of fucking Atlanta. My friends were like, where are you going? I said, I'm going back to New York, bitch. I can't do this. This is some this is some shit, bitch. It was real niggerish. And I just, I had to get the fuck out, bitch. I had to get the fuck out and eat a vegetable. And I don't even fuck with vegetables like that. I just felt like once I got back to New York, I had to eat a vegetable. But I say all that, but I had a great time with my friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, all my friends, like, it's even though, like, there was some wild shit going on, like, we still have great stories to tell. Like, it was fun. Um, that, you know, it is what it is. It wasn't, like, all bad. But needless to say, I was like, you know what? I got to get home, baby. I got to get home. Game of Thrones that night, too. I said, I got to, mm-mm. I got to go home, take a shower. Bitch, I got on that flight. I got the fuck out of Dodge. Ooh, I had to get out of there, baby. Um, But, yeah, so that was that. Um, I'm still, now I'm really on my no drinking thing. Um, So I did drink over the weekend because I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to twirl with the girls and not drink. So, but now that I'm back, I ain't drinking no more. I'm, I gave up that liquor, that brown liquor. I gave it up. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Um, so I'm not drinking anymore. A lot of you guys, I know, a lot of you guys have asked me about the cat update. So some of you guys who follow me on Snapchat, y'all, I was like, my cats are pooping outside of the litter box. So I figured it out. It's really the fact that I've spoiled my cats and so the litter box is like you're supposed to you can change it it can t- hold up to 28 days which i knew that wasn't going to work cuz i just 28 days using the same litter that sounds nasty so i was changing my litter every 5 to 6 days not because it was like messed like how can, so the crystals are blue crystals so when they pee on him, the crystals absorb the urine and the odor or whatever, and then they kind of turn white. So the crystals, the whole, the litter box would be full of blue crystals. It wasn't like it was bad litter. Like I could have, so I was like, you know what? I'm I'm changing this way too often. It's good litter. It don't smell. I can't, you know, so I was like, girl, I can, let me try to see if I can go a week. So I went a week. It was fine. And I was like, oh, it don't smell like nothing. Then I was like, well, bitch, let me see if I can go to two weeks. It don't smell like nothing. But, bitch, at that two-week mark, that's when the cats was shitting in outside the litter box. And I was like, why are they doing this? And that's when I gave them a 30-day notice. I gave them a 30-day notice that they're going to be evicted. And I know, like, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, I, they were, I was going to get rid of them. I was like, if you don't figure this out, you won't be on the street i'll find you a home i'm not gonna like do you dirty but you ain't gonna be in my home okay that's not the life i chose to live if picking up somebody's damn shit okay that's not what i signed up for that's not the lifestyle i've worked like it's not it's never gonna happen baby it might happen you can do that in someone else's home you can be my guest but not in this house Uh uh-uh 30 days figure it the fuck out so I was trying to figure, I was Googling, I was Googling, I was Googling, 
And basically, long story short, them bitches need their litter change. I I didn't fucking um spoil them to where once a week I have to change their litter. So basically, I'm just wasting good litter. So, but I tested it out too because once I did it once a week, I was like, oh, they're not doing that no more. Where everything's good. And then I waited. I was like, no, let me do it now. Let's do wait two weeks and see if it's really the fact that they want it changed. Got to like day nine. After nine days, they sh- one of them shit outside the box. I said, see, that's it. They just want fresh litter, which understandable. It makes sense. But then I, tr- I tricked them. I got to like day eight. And then I put I put more litter on top of the litter box like I added more so it was even more litter in the box and that lasted for another week so it's they just want clean fresh litter and I mean I don't blame them and I it's my fault I spoiled them but it's like like I know I said I wanted bougie cats but it's also like I don't really I didn't really want bougie cats like even now if I put out their wet food they will eat for, like, the first two minutes. They'll eat. And then Billy, your fat ass, will come, like, 30 minutes later and then eat a little bit more. After that, there might be food left in the, like, good, like, actual good amount of food. But they won't touch it. They won't. They're like, nope. You have to crack open another case and clean out this bowl, rinse it out, dry it off clean out the mat, and then put some more food out, and then they'll eat it. So I am i don't know what to do. I'm like, I need to start weaning them off the wet food so they could be on dry food. So if, like, anything happens, and I got to be, not got to, but, like, if I want to travel, I can leave these bitches here. They could just eat the, the dry food, you know. But now I be spending fucking 50 damn dollars a day for the cat sitter to come to the house and feed them. Which, she's a sweetheart. I really like her a lot. And they love her, of course, because she's the bitch who comes in and feeds them. But um, I got to figure it out. They just too bougie. They too, like, particular. They're too, like, they need to be grounded. You know what I'm saying? They need to know what it's like to struggle a little bit. You know, like, they need to be roughened up a little bit. So, and then fucking Billy... She done took up a whole pillow, a whole silk pillow. Bitch, when I tell you, Billy is wild. So she don't even sleep, like, her whole body on the pillow. She literally, I fucking kid you not, she literally just lays her head on the pillow. And it's only a silk pillow. It won't be if I change out the sheets and put the the cotton one. Because I was like, I don't want this bitch on my shit. Like, girl. Get a regular pillow for you. I'll get you a regular cotton pillow, but don't be on my shit. No. It got to be a cold, like, because silk is really cool. And no, she lays, literally just lays her head on it. She don't even lay her body, nothing. Just lays her head on the goddamn silk pillowcase. And I ain't shit, because I don't really be doing anything to curb it. I just let it happen. I'm just grateful that they don't tear my shit up. They don't be scratching shit up. They don't be making a mess. They don't do shit. They don't, you know what I'm saying? They're well behaved. If I tell them to get down somewhere, they do it. Sometimes I don't even have to tell them to get down. I just look at them and they know what the fuck is up. You know, so they, they're good 
cats. So I feel like that's my trade-off. Like, let them enjoy their life and whatever. So, yeah, that is the cat update. Um, Yeah, moving right along. Um, So I'm going to just speak on this real, real quick. So, you know, Britney's... um, Whatever. So she, she, her kids, well, first off, Kevin Federline, who hasn't had a job for 15 years, um, went and for two, $2 million talked to like some, not tabloid, but well, they were, they are tabloids. And also the two boys, which he watches over and his other spawn of children and his baby mama and, you know, but two, the two boys are Britney's boys. Um, and basically, they just was like, you know, I didn't go to the wedding, my mom's wedding, because, you know, um, it would have been weird. My my No one else was invited. My whole family wasn't invited. But it's just, you know, I don't feel comfortable. And I, what, there's something to the tune of, like, we'll get there eventually. We just have to have a conversation. And, you know, I just hope my mom's mental health as well. And we'll do it. And Brittany went and basically was just basically she was like i'm hurt like i can't believe you said that but she kind of low-key got them together and was like um i'm the one who's paying for everything you know i'm the one who's making sure y'all fed i'm the one working my ass off i'm the one on that fucking stage making sure everybody gets paid while nobody has a job you don't think i love you you don't think just you know that's what it was and the internet was like and the britney fans was like Fuck them kids. Literally, their words, not mine. Fuck them kids. Um, Brittany need to cut her kids off and da 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 And they're so fucking ungrateful and da da But here's the thing. First off, they're kids. Okay, so... some. I mean, I get out of pocket all the time. There ain't a time where I ain't out of pocket. Most of the time, I'm very out of pocket. But when it comes to kids, I just feel like... They, you have to view everything through a different lens. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of really identified with her two kids because, as you guys know, I'm adopted. Um, my mom, my biological mom, was on so many drugs during the whole her whole life. But when she was pregnant with me, I was her first child, she... I looked at the toxicology, my toxicology report when I was born. I had methamphetamine, heroin, what else? Cocaine and um, marijuana um, in my system. I, first off, I'm like, hold on. How you was doing all that, girl? All of it? Wow. Like, it was not even like, girl, she was doing some lines of cocaine. Bitch, you was you was doing uppers, down. You was doing it all. What else didn't you do? What else didn't you fucking do? I have all that in my fucking system. That shit is wild. So the girls be like, why you got the scar in your stomach? It's because of that. I literally almost died. And for what some people don't understand, like, I was in the hospital for 13 months. So when I was born, I was born, I never left the ICU for 13 months. I never saw daylight. I never got fresh air. I never like left the hospital for 13 months. So that is why I got the scar on my stomach. That's, I mean, that's really the story. 
That's all it was. It's not like I'm trying to hide anything. It's just I don't like talking about it. It's not something I enjoy talking about. You know what I'm saying? When it's like, if you have to ask, why do you got that scar? Why do you got that? Let me just bring up all the, the trauma in my life. Let me just unload it on you. Sit back and take a spell. Let me tell you something. I just don't enjoy talking about it. So, so whatever. So, boom. So, my... So that's what happened. And then so I went to go live with my grandparents. And while I was with my grandparents, they're old. You know what I'm saying? And it people in the neighborhood were like, yo, it's kind of, um, this is a brand new, like, inf- like not infant. At that time, I was like, what, a year old or something like that? Like, what is that? A t- Not a toddler. Bitch, I don't know. I was a baby. And everybody in the neighborhood was trying to help. But they're like, yo, like. They're too, not too old, but, like, this ain't for them old people. And so my mom, the one who adopted me, her and her then-husband, um, they were trying to make, have a baby. They were trying to have a baby. It wasn't working. It wasn't working. It wasn't working. It wasn't working. And, child, I'm not into the superstition shit no more, but I just feel like things happen for a reason. And she just, they just couldn't have a kid. And so, but my mom wanted a kid so damn bad. Long story short, she was across the street with her friend, and her friend was like, I know this sounds wild, but she was like, there's a baby across the street that, like, these people could barely take care of. So they went over, and they was talking or whatever, and they saw me, and basically, like, I know this sounds wild, like, it's wild when I think about it now as an adult, but my mom and her then-husband, they just moved into their house and were like, we'll help you take care of the kid. And and instantly, my mom was like, no, Solomon needs good insurance. She put me on her insurance, made sure that, like, all my medical stuff was taken care of. I had, like, a colostomy bag, bitch, at the time. Like, my intestines were still, like, exposed. I mean, it was wild. It wasn't like it was like a baby that you just got to just burp and feed and, you know, put fucking Sesame Street on. Like, I had medical issues. Like, I couldn't eat certain foods. Like, it was... I can't even describe all the shit. My medical file was over three inches, um, three inches at just 13 months. So my mom really worked to like turn that shit around. They were like, Solomon can't eat this. He's not able to eat these type of foods. He's lactose intolerant. Bitch, she was like, no, no, and no. We're going to get him eating all this shit little by little. We're going to give him little bit by little bit as he gets older and make sure that he's weaned into this and his body can take it. Like, she got me on good insurance, um, got me in school, learning multiple languages by the time I was two years old, like, because she worked for school district. So just really turned my life the fuck around. But during the whole interim, my mom, my biological mom, was in and out of jail. And she was doing some shit she had no business doing. And she was on drugs. So my my biological, that was my biological mom. My adopted mom, which is so weird for me to say adopted because I just, that's my mom. You know, I don't be looking at like that's my adopted anything. It's just my mom. So if I say my mom, just know like I'm saying my adopted mom um, if I don't clarify. So my adopted mom at that time she like even forever she was like I don't ever want you to not be in contact with your biological mom like if she wants to come um and see you that door is wide open if you even say like I want to go see her you can do it my mom would always invite her to um 
school events, PTSA meetings, um, whatever the fuck we was doing in school. Whatever, like if it was like some shit, like barbecues at we had a school, whatever it was, she always extended an invitation to my biological mom. And so sometimes she would show up when she was in jail. And but most of the time, I'm, my biological mom was in jail. Like it's really not funny, but like she was. Like, most of the time, I just was like, oh, she's in jail. I don't even, I don't ever remember her really having a home. Like, she was always just in and out of jail. So, um, and always and often on drugs. And so, there was times she would come to the house and like, what, girl, whatever. So, that was my life going on. But my mom never closed that door. She was like, if you ever want to be a part of your mom's life, we don't, it is what it is. And I remember one time, that door was wide open, and then um, my biological mom was like, oh, can Solomon come out and just hang with me? I'm going to, at my home or whatever, and we're just going to, I don't know what the fuck we was doing. And my mom was like, of course, I'll drop him off. Or you could pick him up, something like that. So I go to the house. All I fucking remember was the house was like a trap house, bitch. Like, it was, if, yes, I know, my mom did not drop me off because there's no way in fucking hell my mother, my adopted mom would have ever let me stay in that place. So they would have, yes, she picked me up, we go there. I remember walking to the house, and I was bougie. Like, I'm still bougie, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, <laughs> so when I was a kid, I had the, I was a fucking menace. Uh, Hello? But I used to, like, walk in. This was, and I got out of this habit. My mom was like, you cannot fucking say that ever again. But I used to walk into people's homes and be like, your house is dirty. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was going on, like, a whole tour of really walking to people's homes like, mm, your house is dirty. And it wasn't like I was trying to insult you. It was just, I was like, I need a place to sit. Or, like, this is not a clean space for me. Or, like, or I would walk into their bathroom. I'd be like, is there another bathroom I could use because this, this, looks like a dirty bathroom and I would do that I would be in like um hair salons with my mom and I would go into the bathroom like I can't go in there the bathroom's dirty like I was just I didn't like dirt I didn't like shit like that so anyway so my biological mom picks me up we walk into the house I said this house is dirty <laughs> she said do you want a popsicle so anyway so we got she got me ice cream she had no food in the house nothing like just a trap house bitch like she didn't have no food she didn't have Nothing. It was just a fucking drug den. So I don't remember too much. I just remember it getting dark and I was cold because I don't remember. I don't remember why, but I just remember being cold and like I, I, she picked me up early in the morning. So I had like par- clothes for like the park or, you know, like shorts and, you know, just going out type quick clothes. And it got cold and I was like, I'm cold. She's like, let's go for a walk. And I was like, who the fuck walks? It's nighttime. I'm like, I feel like, even, I think I might have been, I couldn't have been more than five years old. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, why are you trying to, it's cold. And then, so that's when she got the ice cream. Yes, now I remember. It was dark as fuck. And it was cold. And she was like, let's go get some ice cream. I'm like, who eats ice cream when it's cold? Like, I'm freezing. Like, this is ridiculous. And I was like, actually, just put the ice cream, the popsicle. It was an orange popsicle. I said, put the, the popsicle in the freezer. I can't eat that right now. It's cold. What's, this don't make no damn sense. And it was getting late. I don't know how late it was, but it was whatever. Anyways, long story short, she was trying to kidnap me <laughs> and take custody of me. She, like, she didn't want to give me back. And that was her whole plan. My biological, I mean, my 
adopted mom spiraled. Everybody went all throughout Southeast San Diego looking because I, I don't know if they changed locations. I don't know, but we was in a different place. And thank God they found me. And my mom didn't blow up because my mom's a classy woman. She don't be unlike me. She don't got she ain't a hothead, but she's very assertive and she just let it be known, like, all right, never again. You ain't taking him and doing this crazy shit. And my mom was like spiraling. Like not spiraling like loot, like screaming, but you know, as like I feel like kids can sense when something's not like the like the sixth sense or whatever, like the intuition or whatever the fuck I'm trying to say, like kids can feel they know what's they they smarter than what you think they they is. And so I just knew like what the fuck was up. I knew my mom, even as calm as she was, she was like terrified. As calm and like co- collected she was, I could tell my mom was like terrified. Um <clears throat> so, anyways, what I'm saying is as a kid, like I just dealt with that shit to the point to where it was always my decision. If you want to see her, you can see her. I ain't going. It was never no weird shit. So, but it got to the point where I was like, I don't want to see her. I don't want to see this lady. I don't feel comfortable around her. She's so sporadic. And it just, all I wanted was stability. I just wanted to be a normal kid. I just wanted to go to school and have a mom and a dad and just do normal shit. You know, I just felt embarrassed. Like, this was so, like, and it's wild because, like, even as a kid, like, being six years old or whatever, you can kind of be, like, I feel I felt embarrassed. I was, like, this is so embarrassing. Like, this lady is coming to, my like, my school. Like, you know what I'm saying? And my mom's, like, in Versace and pearl earrings. <laughs> it's not, I'm not trying to make, but, like, you know, my mom, and I was dressed nice. You know, all my clothes came from Saks Fifth Avenue, Back when they had a kids section in San Diego. And then, like, there was this other store called iMagnum, which turned into Saks Fifth Avenue. That's how you know I'm old. I'm old, bitch. Um, so, I was always dressed to the fucking nines, bitch. And I was just, like, embarrassed. I was like, this is so embarrassing. I just don't want this. I just want this lady away from me. I don't want to be around her. I just want normalcy. I just want to do my homework. I want to be a kid. I want to do karate. I want to do softball. Like, those are the things. I just want to do be a normal kid. And this is not normal. I don't see other kids dealing with this. Which, mixed families and shit like blended families and all that shit's normal now. But And it was normal then, but I just didn't want it. So what I'm saying is... The girls was eating up Britney's little boys and being like, how dare you? But I get it. You don't, like, Britney's not well. I love Britney down to the ground, bitch. I love her down to the ground. I love her damn dirty draws, bitch. I love her so fucking much. But you gotta, at some point, y'all gotta, like, the girls gotta keep it funky and keep it 100. Britney's not well and she ain't been well for a very long time. Whatever the case may be, if it was them giving her fucking lithium to the point to where she just had a psychotic snap, I don't know what are, you know, and plus it's also the trauma. You can't go through something like that and not be broken. 
You know what I'm saying? But all that aside, Britney is not well. And those boys, yeah, they Kevin Federline is white trash and probably smells like cigarettes and fucking boiled hot dog water. But it's stability for those kids. Those kids want to go to school and just play video games with their friends on a weekend and go to soccer practice and just do kid shit. They don't want to be around a, a parent who is erratic or has a very unique, um, extravagant lifestyle or very or a controlled lifestyle or in the spotlight or you know what I'm saying? Like some people think it's probably nice to have a famous person like parent. I don't think these boys would want that. From what I've gathered, and I get it. I wouldn't want my parent. If my parent was famous, that'd be fine. Whatever. But that's not something I would want. I wouldn't want that. I would just want normal shit. Those boys don't want nobody tagging them in Instagram. They shit is private. They ask their mom, don't post my photo. They ask everybody, don't post my photo. They don't want any parts of show business. They don't come on stage like Mariah Carey's kids and sing and dance. They don't want to do none of that shit. They are like, leave me the fuck out of this. I just want to be a normal kid. And that's, it makes sense. Like, kids want fucking stability. They just want normalcy. And, yes, it sucks for a mother to hear that. I don't think any mother, and I wholeheartedly believe Brittany is a good mom. And I do wholeheartedly know she loves her kids down to the ground. There's no way she would have just buckled down and allow all that shit to happen if it wasn't for the fact that she's doing it for her fucking kids. I'm 100% aware of that. I get it. And they use them kids to keep her in that bullshit. They dangle that fucking carrot in front of her for a very long time and threaten to take away her kids. And that was the only thing that kept that girl going. Because if anybody knows Brittany, all she's ever wanted to do was be a mom. She didn't. I don't think she ever wanted to be a, a pop star. I think the idea was cute. But she really, whenever you talk to her, she always, she always be like, if, if they're like, if you weren't a pop star, what would you be? She was like, I would love to be a teacher or a dance teacher and work with kids. She loves kids. Whenever, like, there's um, interviews, there could be journalists or whatever. She don't feel like talking to nobody. As soon as a kid pops up, she will have a whole conversation with the damn kid. And she's in love with kids. So I don't think it's anything on her behalf, but I get where the boys are coming from. I get, like... You just don't want to be around that. And it could be like, you know, until my mom figures it out and maybe they figure out her meds or they get, a, you know, then I'll, I'll do it. I wouldn't want to be in a house where my mom's twirling until she fucking falls down on the ground and breaks her ankle on Instagram. I just, that's not what I would want. And like I said, kids can recognize when something ain't right. And they're probably like, I know the mom I used to know. And this, this is some different shit. And again, I just, I know Brittany ain't well. And that's fine. There ain't nothing wrong with it. But I get where like these boys are coming from, you know? And so when I was, um, years later, so my mom was in and out of jail. Um, there was a huge custody. Like when I tell you this was like, went on for like 10 years bitch and one time she was in jail and she was writing letters to me 
And I, that was at that point, I was like, I don't want to read them. I don't want nothing to do. Leave, like, I can't deal with this lady. And so my mom kept the letters. And one day, this was like maybe six, seven years ago. Um, I'm going to, my mom's like, here's a box. Deal with it when you want to. I was like, all right, girl, just whatever. I wasn't even, she was like, you got to take this box out. You got to take this box out. You got to take this box out of the garage. I was looking at my mom like, damn, like, you are really stressing me over this fucking box. Like, damn, let me just fucking take the box and get it out of your big ass house. Like, it's taking up so much room. I'm, I, I don't, I'm spiraling because, you know, I spiral. I was like, what the fuck is the issue? Girl, I get home. It's a box full of my, my biological mom's letters that she wrote me. Sealed, untouched, unopened, all of them. All, like, dozens and dozens of um, letters um, that she wrote me throughout the years that I'd never wanted to listen. I mean, um, read. Not open, sealed. And um, some of them actually, some of them were actually addressed to my my adopted mom. Um, so I got home and I literally sat on my, my floor and I put them all in order, um, all the timestamps and stuff. And I read each and every one of them. And I think it made me see my biological mom through a different lens because she, I got to know her side more. And, you know, you know, think, you, you think of things differently when you're an adult as opposed to a kid. Um, but she basically was like, I've, I'm trying my hardest to just keep you in my life. Like, I never wanted to get rid of you. I was just, and I, you know, and it's like she didn't. But those are circumstances. You know, when you birth a baby, when you birth a baby with drugs in their system, automatically the child is taken away. Automatically. You don't own, like, you don't have any parental rights to that child. That child is no longer yours. Immediately. They belong to the state. Or somebody else has to adopt them or, you know, do something else. But immediately. So it wasn't like she was like, oh, I don't want this kid, bye. But... You know, she did have a drug problem. She did have a lot of shit going on in her life. Not saying that that's an excuse, but she tried. And reading those letters for years, she kept trying to, like, gain custody and get her life in order. And she was, like, eventually she kind of got, um, I was reading them. And then towards, like, a few years into it, she was like, I I just feel like maybe I should sign the adoption papers and let your mom take you and let her be your mom and, you know, Cause I don't have it in me anymore. I don't have the resources. I don't have this. My lawyer's not like, so she was trying. It wasn't like she was just like, I don't want to be with you. But at the same time, it's like, that's great. I hear you, but that wasn't what's best for me, you know? And it's like, when it comes to Brittany, yes, you want, you are amazing mother. You provide for them. You are doing, but that may not always be what's best for the, the kids. Cause I really do believe some kids just need some normal shit. They just need to go to school and real school, not Kanye West Donda school, not that weird. Sh- they don't need none of that Donda school. They don't need none of that. They need regular school, regular shit. So I get where Brittany's coming from, but I really do empathize with those boys because we ain't got the same life, but I get it. When you just like, I can't deal with this right now. I don't want to be like that. Like I, I just want to be in a home where it's it's safe, it's sane. There ain't no surprises. There ain't no weird shit going on. 
and all I do is wake up and go to school and go to my go to church and do normal shit. So I do hope that Brittany and her kids do reunite because she is a good mom and I think that would make her feel good. But also like those boys need her, their mom. You know what I'm saying? And they'll get older and I I know like once you get older you kind of not try to make amends but shit that used to like really eat you up when you were a kid or like going through those issues when you get older you be like it ain't even worth it no more and when my mom when I got older I was like I ain't even mad at her no more I'm not I'm not mad at her I don't hate her nothing and before she died I went out and I drove out to and to see her and she was all the way in fucking Oklahoma and it was like I just wanted to know regular things about her. Like, what's your favorite color? You know, I didn't need to know questions like, why did you do that? I didn't need to know those those deep things. I didn't need to know how many times did you go to prison. I didn't need those. Those were answers to questions I didn't need to know. All I needed to know was, what is your favorite color? What's your favorite food? If you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? Like, I guess you can call it entry-level questions, but those are the things I wanted to know about my biological mom. That was it. So when she died, there were certain things she couldn't really fully tell. Like, she didn't have the memory. Or, you know, she was kind of going down. She couldn't remember things. And that gave me um, closure to be like, you know what? I'll never know these. These things I'll never know. And I'm okay with it. But, yeah. But it was the best thing for me. And I do have two biological brothers. And, you know, sometimes you feel guilty because she raised them. So she, by the time she had um, another child, it was like 11 years. I was like 11 years old. And I think at that time, she, maybe she got her shit together. And so she was raising them and she, they did stay with her. Um, but I, you know, I think there is a guilt because my mom's best friend, same thing happened to her. Her biological mom had kids. First, she they had, her biological mom had her. And she was black and white. And at that time, you couldn't be black and white and have a baby, you know. And so she went to go live with um, a black family, and which is so wild to think about. But that's when the girls would be like, girl... Girl, we gotta get over it. It ain't really that deep. Girl, segregation. Like my, my dad was seg- like my my stepdad, but like he couldn't go to the same school as white kids. My dad, my dad is like sixty. He's like barely sixty three years old. He couldn't even go to the same school as white kids. You know what I'm saying? Like these are not like far off, distant shit, bitch. Like this shit is still fresh. So anyway, so she um when she was born, she couldn't. She wasn't raised by her mom, and then her mom had more kids, and so they were raised by um, her mom. And there was, like, she died, I think, not like a couple months ago, and at the funeral, they were like, yeah, you know, we had to, 
you know, find a way to um, keep the lights on and we couldn't pay electricity and we would have to buy a hot dog and split the hot dog and all this other shit. And, and my mom's best friend was just sitting there like, Sorry. <clears throat> she was just sitting there like, that wasn't my life. I had a really great life, but she felt guilty. So I met up with my brothers um, uh, maybe like two years ago. Like, I think, yeah, two years ago. And I mean, we, we've talked and stuff like that, but like, I felt guilty because they... I'm not going to put their business out there, but like they've gone through some wild shit. And I was like, I can't even, I don't feel comfortable even sharing my life of what I was like as a kid. You know, I didn't grow up like that. I've never seen a food stamp before. Like I don't, I didn't live that life. Um, I don't know what it's like to not have clothes. <laughs> I don't know what it's like to go to school barefoot. Like I don't know those things. And so I was like, I can't say anything. Like, I don't feel I, I'm comfortable saying anything. Cause you do have, like, a sense of um, guilt. And I don't know how you get rid of it. Because it ain't shit to do with you. But you be like, damn, like, that could have been me. And, but then you're also, like, so... Um, appreciative of the life that you have, you know, and so I, I can't see me ever not being adopted. Like, I'm happy that as much, you know, rest in peace, shout out to my mom, um, as much as I didn't want her in my life, I know this sounds really nasty, but like, I'm glad that she wasn't. In a sense, I'm glad I had normalcy. I'm glad I had a normal upbringing. You know, I definitely gone through some shit later on in my life. But as a child, I had a really great, privileged childhood. I didn't long for anything. I never been, I never knew, I knew, we never lived in apartments. I'm not shading nobody who lives in apartments. But it's just like, there's so much about my life. The more I think about it, I'm like, bitch, I had a lot of shit, bitch. We was good, okay? And... It's because my mom wasn't in my life. So I think ultimately you got to do what's the best for the kids. And I do hope that Brittany and her babies, you know, find a, a common ground and they can mend their relationship. And I'm sure that they can. So, girl, sending them light and love and moving right along. A smooth operator, a smooth operator. A smooth operator, a smooth All right, so I'm not going to do listener letters because, bitch, trade is really, like, he just texted me, bitch, he on his way. So I got to get ready to perform, perform the Seven Wonders. Um, What do I got beef with this week? Honestly, it's going to keep it short and cute. I really just got beef with people who be using them light skin filters. It's so goofy. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to 
I don't want to be that girl. But it's a lot of Asians and it's a lot of Latinos. And I don't really see it. Well, no, I do see it in American Latinos. But they love a light skin filter. It drives me up the wazoo because they be looking crazy. They be looking like like Sammy Sosa. You know what I'm saying? They be looking casket red. It's like, I don't know how to describe it, but them fucking light skin filters. Y'all know, if y'all have seen them, y'all know what I'm talking about. They love a light skin filter. There's this Colombian dude, a friend of mine, and he's light skin. You know what I'm saying? But when he put that light skin filter on, he's white. He looked like Casper the Ghost with red lips. And I'm like, bitch, you look crazy. All his TikTok videos, light skin, light skin filter, light skin filter. I'm like, this is why every fucking photo is brightened up and over. Like, it's just, it drives me nuts. And it's not, I'll be honest, it's not even the fact that you want to be light skin. It's not even that. It's the fact that it's so ugly. It is so ugly because it, it washes out. You ain't got no undertones out of your skin. You have, it washes you fully out. Your eyes look wild because they blend in with the skin. And then your lips look really pink and red. It's just wild. There's this boy years ago. And he, it's actually two of them. When I, last time I lived in New York. And he would use these light skin filters, but he still looked dark. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know how, like, he looked, um, like, caramel complex, like a, a caramel complected. Not snickerdoodle, but caramel, bitch. You know what I'm saying? So he looked like a car like, in his photos, he looked caramel. This, this how I, this is what put me on to the light skin features. Because I wasn't even thinking about, um, excuse me, the light skin filters. I wasn't even thinking about how people using light skin filters. I wasn't even, that wasn't even on my radar. But he taught me about it. Like, he didn't teach me, but he gagged me, bitch. So we was talking, we was talking, we was talking, we was talking. So we finally met up. Bitch. Bitch. When I, I said, what? I, I didn't say this, but I was like, what were you doing? Where were you? Bermuda? Were you just on the fucking equator laying out in the sun for 24 hours? Why are you so damn dark? You know what I'm saying? I was like. Not like it's a problem, but I was like, I was, I said, what is it? Is it a disease? Like, I was like, why are you, how did you get so fucking dark? All your photos, you, you, this complexion, you are a different girl. But I didn't say anything. Nice boy. And, um, then, yeah, nice boy. We smashed or whatever. It was great. Boom. So then he back on the internet and he's wearing the same clothes that we, he met, I met him in and, you know, tagging himself in a place nearby or whatever, whatever. And I'm like, bitch, you look completely different in your photos. What is this fucking filter? You look light skin in this filter, but I just saw you and you don't give that off, bitch. You are giving me, you are, I mean, he's not giving me ebony bitch, but he's definitely giving me, um, crawfish edufe bitch he give no not even that bitch he's giving you chocolate like he that's really what it was given brownie bitch like I, like semi-sweet chocolate bitch like that's what it was given again nothing wrong with it i was just like so taken back 
So then another one, he's Dominican, and same thing. And I was like, why are y'all using these filters? What the fuck is this? I mean, I it would just blow my fucking mind. And I see this with the Asian girls. I see this with the Latinos. I'm like, what in the world is this? Please stop using this, you guys. Now, the two people I hooked up with, their filters wasn't like the super light-skinned ones where you look like casket ready. It was just, I mean, it was still, it lightened them up, but it didn't make them look crazy. They were still attractive, hence the reason why we was talking. But, um, yeah, I was like, this shit is wild. So, listen, I don't, I mean, I get it, colorism, you know, I get it. And, you know, I don't really got much room to say because... I'm technically somebody who's a light-skinned person, so I get it. So I'm not even going to delve deep into that. But I'm just like, y'all look so much, like, you literally look, my even my Colombian friend, you look so much more beautiful as what I'm looking at. Bitch, this, this filter makes you look crazy. It makes you look sick. It makes you look like you got, like, a blood disease or something, bitch. Like something ain't clean. Like something in your blood is is rotting you out from the inside out, bitch. It's making you look crazy. If y'all know, y'all know what I'm talking about with these light skin filters. So just please stop. Aside from that, moving right along. All right, let me get some of this tea, bitch. I made some tea. Mm. It tastes like my grandma. See, honestly. So I got some black tea and I got a bunch of um, mint and I put it in my cold brew. I have a thing that does like brewing. So you could put tea, you could put coffee in it and it brews it right. So I stuffed that area in with tons of mint and a gang of sugar, bitch. And mixed it up with a little bit of lemonade. Bitch, this shit is Bombay, bitch. Ooh, it's so good. Um, let me take another sip. Mm. Mm. divine um final thoughts um this is gonna be controversial but i don't give a fuck so i've been watching my 600 pound life because i love shit like that i love my 600 pound life i watch it because one it makes me not want to eat but then no for real like it makes me be like bitch you thought you was about to order that taco bell bitch go up in that kitchen and eat you a chicken breast bitch just don't be eating this bullshit. So, I've been binge watching my 600-pound life. And <clears throat> all I want to say is, I guess it is controversial, but it's not, it's not coming from, like, a bad place, if that makes sense. I just want people to know, like, whatever life deals you, whatever bullshit, you could still make it. You could still achieve whatever you want to achieve don't let little instances in your life don't crumble and be like it that's it for me i'm not trying to shade nobody and so there's this one one of the guys <clears throat> 780 pounds dr now over here talking to me and i love dr now how y'all doing i love dr now he's a fucking g bitch so Anyway, so Dr. Nell was like, how did you get to fucking 780 pounds? And he was like, well, I was playing football, and I got 
a concussion, and so they told me I couldn't play football anymore. So then I just got depressed. because, And they're like, why were you depressed? He was like, because I can't play football. I'm like, mm, something ain't, something ain't adding up. You mean to tell me, and I'm not, I'm not trying to shade nobody, bitch. You wasn't playing for the NFL. You are play, You are a, a junior in high school, and you couldn't play in high school. They said, bitch, you got a concussion. You can't play football, and that's the reason why your ass gained seven hundred. You got to. 780 pounds. Get up, get over it. Okay? Like, get the fuck over it. You know what I'm saying? And some of y'all need to just get the fuck over it. This one boy over here, so I don't know, she um he got like 650 pounds or some shit like that. They were like, what happened to you? Because you know, like they like to like give the backstory of what happened and how did you gain all this weight, the traumas, and the da 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 woos. He was like, when I, I was um, when I was a kid, one of the counselors or some of the teachers over here showed his penis to me, and it was really traumatizing. Now, listen, maybe some other shit went on that he ain't telling us, but not saying it's right. Not listen before y'all try to eat me up. I'm not saying a, a, a grown ass adult should expose themselves to a child. I ain't saying that. But, bitch, he didn't put his dick in your mouth. He didn't, like, this is horrible. I can't believe I'm saying this. But, like, he didn't do, like, he showed his penis. Maybe the penis was a wreck. Maybe he was jerking off his penis. You know, I'm not saying he, that's horrible and disgusting. But, girl, get over it. And I hate telling, like, what are they called? Like, sexual assault victims or... Something like that. I, I don't know, bitch. It's another... It's considered sexual assault, I think. Or molestation. Girl, I don't know. I'm not saying y'all can't... But at some point, get the fuck over to go to therapy, bro. Like, you saw a damn penis, bitch. A penis? Girl, get out of here. And that you just threw away your whole life because you saw a damn penis. Get the fuck over it. You know what I'm saying? Like, certain things you gotta get the fuck over it. You can't be living in the past and be like, oh, girl, what was me? What was me? I can't do shit. Get the fuck over it and go to therapy. If you don't want to get therapy, just block it out, bitch. (laughs) Block it the fuck out. This girl, which is really fucking heartbreaking, they asked her, like, bitch, why are you so damn fat? And she was like, well, I was raped when I was three years old. I mean, third in third grade. That, I'm not saying... The penis one, the boy seeing the penis was nothing. But girl, getting raped when you're in third grade and your mama not believing you, all right. I see the trauma in there. I see it. I, you know, I know some people who've even men who got raped. My friend um got gang raped in the Navy, bitch. And he gained after he he couldn't even like go to work anymore. Like he was so like traumatized, like he was like I can't even be here. So he went on like medical leave or he just couldn't be at work no more. And so he gained all this weight. I mean, he didn't gain no 600 pounds, but he was like a solid, like almost 300. Like he was a big hefty girl and he was showing me pictures. Like he was like, so he's, I met him fat bitch. And he used to be like, Oh, I used to be like 
because we used to work together. And so he was like, oh, drrr, I used to be bomb. I used to have a six-pack. I used to have this. You know when the girls be saying that shit, you be like, oh, girl, please. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really trying to be, you know, but when the girls be like, I used to look like this, and I used to look like this, and I used to have a six-pack, and I used to have pecs, and I used to walk around shirtless and go on all the parties, and did, and I'm looking at the whole body like, I guess, girl, if you, I don't know what world you living in, but, bitch, I don't see it. But if you like it, I love it. If you, I'll believe it. I'll go along with, with, with the story, bitch. But it's not something I'm believing because I'm looking at you, and it's not giving that. So we would hang out. So we went to his house, and he showed me po- photos of him. And I said, bitch, you was trade. Bitch, you was bodied down. Chiseled? Bodied the fuck down bitch like chiseled face like he was a little dime piece for a little white boy he was a little dime piece and i was like you know i didn't ask like why did you get big i just you know i just you know some people just be big bitch they just be eating and shit i don't know and so he goes so finally one night after like knowing him forever he said the i gotta tell you like the reason why is because i got gang raped in the navy and um I, you know, I couldn't deal with it. So he's like, as I just felt if I made myself ugly or not ugly, but like he said, if I gained weight and I just made myself incredibly unattractive and not take care of myself, I wouldn't attract that attention anymore, which is so heartbreaking, but it made so much sense. And I was like, damn, bitch. So needless to say, he got therapy and he worked it through. I don't know if he lost all the, all the weight or whatever, but um, so there are certain things I get. So, but it's like sometimes the girls, like some things, I'm not saying bitch, get over that, but I'm just saying like some things you just got to get the fuck over it, bitch. Like you weak ass bitch. The fact that you over here talking about, oh, I I got, I got a concussion and I couldn't play my favorite sport. So I didn't decided to gain damn near 600 something pounds. You weak ass bitch. Like, why are you even on earth? I know this sounds really wild, but like, why are you even like if. If you gonna crumble and fall over the little bitty things, you'll never amount to anything in life. I promise you. So all I'm saying is there is some shit of, of some of our friends, like we were talking and the girls was like, you don't know what I've been through. And, I've been th-, and it was like, I was like, this is not the oppression Olympics. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't got to do like, there are things in my life that I've been through, that I've seen, that I've witnessed that sometimes I'm like, I don't even like to think about it because I'm like, no, I can't. I got to change my thought. I got to get out of this headspace. I can't even like, I don't even want to go down there. And there are certain things where the girls was like, you know, statistically, like this is a traumatic thing for most of the girls and everybody who's dealt with like 90% of the girls be dealt falling into like drug abuse and really bad behaviors in and out of jail and like that. And I'm like, you know what? It's by the grace of God and just me having my head screwed on tight that I didn't do. I didn't fall into that. I didn't go down that road. I was with them. I did all that shit. I experienced all that shit. I've done some wild shit (laughs) in my life. Some of it's fun. But the things I've seen, like there's images in my head like I can't shake. There's times when, like, I will literally get scared. Like, I will, like, wake up in the middle of the night and I'll be like, let me go check my locks. Let me check my locks. Let me just, I get freaked out. 
Like, I'm like, I got to check who's in the bathroom. Like, there's certain things that I've gone through that I don't even talk about. But, bitch, sometimes, and some of my close friends know, and they be like, everybody's like, bitch, somebody in you, somebody is watching over you, bitch. Somebody has really been opening up doors and, and making sure that you are safe because there's no way you went through all that stuff for all those years and didn't either get murdered, end up in jail, end up on drugs, or, I don't know, be fucking decapitated, not decapitated, but handicapped. There's no fucking way. But here's the thing. That's what I've been through, but I don't let that shit stop me from nothing. That, if anything, it motivates me. You know, I'm like, no, I'm not going to let that stop me. I don't care what the fuck somebody else got. The thing is, life is kind of fucked up. There's so many outside entities, whether it's other people, whether it's family members, and family members will do the worst harm to you sometimes. There's so many uncontrollable variables that you have no control over, and they can fuck up your life. And you have a, a decision to let just sit in it, or you take that and you be like, no, this is going to motivate me to be like, no, nah, I'm not. You're, you did this to me. You try to put me off my track. You try to ruin me, ruin me and, and my trajectory in life. No. Watch. I got something else for that ass. So that's all I'm saying. I mean, those are kind of bad examples. But my final thought is just we no matter what you go through, no matter what hardships, it ain't going to be the last hardship. You know what I'm saying? It ain't going to be the last one. There's going to be more, you know, but it don't use that as like a crutch to be like, oh, well, you know what? I guess I'm not going to be able to do this. I guess I can just throw away my dreams. I can guess I can just roll over and just fucking <laughs> wallow in my pity, bitch. Like, let me just go ahead and just accept defeat. You can, but you're a bum bitch. You know what I'm saying? I hate to be crass and rude but you are don't be that like be mentally strong and be like no i got this this was some shit that i went through these motherfuckers did me wrong or whatever 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 but i'm not gonna let that dictate my fucking life i'm not gonna let that control my trajectory because everybody got some shit there's so many skeletons in people's closets that people don't even there's certain there's like, two things I will take to my fucking grave, my fucking grave, that n literally, I don't think nobody who knows me knows. There's two things I will literally take to my fucking grave. And don't, like, those things keep me up at night. Don't get it twisted. Those things keep me up at night. Sometimes that shit wakes me up at night. And every time I'm like, no, I got to achieve what I want to achieve. I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm going to screw my head on tight. I'm going to work through it. And I ain't going to be nobody's victim. I'm not going to I'm not going to be a victim to shit. You know, like I'm also Capricorn and I know I like really big up the Capricorns, but that's really anybody. You got to just make your mind up that like I'm not going 
to be a victim of shit. Yes, there are certain things clearly like institutionalized systems that really oppress us and stuff like that. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about don't be a victim of like your circumstances, like little traumatic events. Yes, they're traumatic. Go to therapy, figure them shits out, but don't let it keep you down, bitch. Don't let it keep you down. The point is you can get knocked down once, twice, three, four, five times, but the the thing is you get your ass back up. Somebody can knock you down a million times, but as long as you get your ass up once, that's all that matters. So that was my final thought. Um, take that with, you know, take it as you will, bitch. Um, child, let me get up off this damn mic and go see Trey. Hold on, didn't he text me? Lord, he blowing me up, child. Um, what else, what else, what else? There's so many cute little things coming to Sol Ray Beauty. I have um, the collagen serum will be back in stock next week, so you can get that. But there's also a jumbo size that's coming soon. Um, then I also have the skin brightening face cream, the eye brightener, which is Bombay. And then I have a holiday set, travel sets. Bitch, it's really going to be a motherfucking vibe. Um... I also have a new song coming out, which is going to be in English. It's really like, a, it's really a fucking bop, bitch. Um, but aside from that, bitch, that's really it. Um, I was thinking about doing like a Game of Thrones recap weekly, but child, I I barely got time for this. Um, but aside from that, take care of yourself and each other. Bye.